Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Volume. Just a reminder, you can catch me recording this podcast live on AMP. AMP is a new live radio app that lets you call in and chat with me in person while recording. Get the app on Apple's App Store and make sure you follow me at John Middlecoff to get notified when I go live. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. How are we doing? Sunday afternoon, recording a little podcast. Have not talked to you guys since the Cowboys 49er trade. So we will dive into that from the Cowboy angle, from the Niner angle, from the Trey Lance angle. I think it's a little bit bigger of a headline than it actually is in terms of uh, acquisition, but it is fascinating. So it involves the Niners and the, and the Cowboys, so we will, uh, we will dive in. A couple teams after this weekend, I, I got major red flags on heading into the season. One played a preseason game, the other played an actual game week zero and then uh some talk on the guys that are still holding out obviously josh jacobs is back signed a contract but chris jones and nick bosa as of recording this maybe by the time you're listening to this one of them is signed but doesn't look like it so we will do a lot of football talk obviously we're what 10 plus days away from the season uh opening up on thursday night so a lot of football uh college football is back and uh, very, very excited. You listen on Collins' feed. Make sure you subscribe to the 3 and Out feed. Greatly appreciate everyone that has. Uh, we will do a big mailbag on tomorrow's podcast. So keep firing in those DMs on Instagram. At John Middlecoff. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. And that's the easiest way to get your question answered here on the show. Other than that, thevolume.com. Go check out our merch. We got 3 and Out hats. I'm rocking one right now. They look good. So highly recommend that. Thevolume.com. Go get yourself some merch. And let's get excited for football. College football is week one is this week. And then, like I said, NFL just right around the corner. Big cut down. We will dive into some thoughts with that for Tuesday's show uh, going from 90 to 53. I'm sure you've seen some guys get cut so far, but a lot more guys are going to be waived in the next 48 hours. Before we dive in, football season's back, baby. So we're going to talk a lot about it. Can I tell you about 
my friends, and soon to be your friends, grab your smartphone, go to your apps, download the GameTime app. They're the official ticketing app of this podcast. They're the fastest growing ticketing app in America. And I swear by them because I've used them all year long. They have the best deals. They have interactive maps on the website or on, on the app. If you want to go to a football game this fall, college starts this week. I guess they officially started last week, but unofficial, officially week one this week. NFL right around the corner, playoff baseball. You want to go to a concert? You want to go to a comedy show? I got you covered. Just download the Game Time app. And when you first sign up for your first pair of tickets, type in the promo code John. That's J O H N, $20 off. I'm trying to get you a deal. Inflation's high. We want to have some fun for the fall. We only got a couple weeks of summer left. It's going to start getting cold before you know it. Football season. Get yourself to a game. Take a friend, take your dad, take your son. Have a good time. Take your wife, your girlfriend to an event. Do it on me. Game time. Download it now. Promo code John. Since we last talked, Friday afternoon, there was a major trade in the National Football League. And it happened. I would say it came out of left field. Not that Trey Lance was traded, but that Trey Lance was traded to the Dallas Cowboys. But after I watched Jerry Jones talk this week, I understood it. Now, let's start with the Cowboys side of this. The reason they have Trey Lance, they simply outbid everybody by a wide margin. I promise you this, and I, I know through the grapevine, the 49ers thought best case scenario, they were going to get a six-round pick. And most of the teams were in that ballpark. Trey Lance's value was not high at all, right? What's one of the greatest values of a young quarterback? is his contract. Well, he only has two years left of that contract, and after this season, you got to pick up his fifth-year option. Also, based on his performance and the team is willing to give up on him, he's not exactly viewed as some superstar around the league. But Jerry Jones viewed it like... Uh, it's going to sound like I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth. First and foremost, if I was a team, I would not trade for Trey Lance. I would not have traded a six-round pick for him. He would not be a guy that I would want on my team Regardless of he's young, quote unquote, people believe he still has upside. I don't. I, I've seen it. I, I would go a different direction. There are so many young quarterbacks coming to the league every single year. Hell, this upcoming quarterback class in college right now, I would guess around seven to eight guys are going to be drafted in the top 50, let alone other quarterbacks throughout the draft. Every year, we're seeing guys come flying in, Aiden O'Connell's, Brock Purdy's, that are just better immediately. So, Jerry Jones looked at this less about Trey Lance is some star right now. He's our third string quarterback and more like, I just think there's value in this or it's worth it for me to 10x my money, almost like a stock. I don't have to pay that much, even though I'm paying more than everyone else. And if it works out great, I actually paid nothing in the grand scheme of things because he's a quarterback. And if it doesn't work out, who really cares? Right. Because I've always said this, like, listen, to me, a fourth round pick, when I said I wouldn't trade for him, it's because I don't think he's that good of a player. Not that I view a fifth round pick, a fourth round pick, any pick on the third day when it comes to making a trade, I don't lose much sleep over. Right. So a huge part of the reason people weren't willing to offer that much because he makes a substantial amount of money for a guy that's used a third string quarterback. Right. Even though this year it's like a million dollars, the 49ers have already paid his bonus. Next year, you pay him over $5 million. If Trey Lance was an open 
street free agent right now, he would not get $5 million guaranteed. But Jerry went, fuck it. I'll just pay what I have to, which is way more than everyone else, to make sure I get the opportunity to you know, hit a home run that the 49ers couldn't. Right? I, I heard a story the other day at dinner, uh, probably a couple of weeks ago, about this famous athlete in Scottsdale who is very, very rich and who had been striking out. There's this neighborhood called Paradise Valley. It's by far the most expensive neighborhood currently in just the greater Scottsdale area. It's just got it's that famous picture of Cliff Kingsbury. He lived in uh, Paradise Valley. He's got sweet big homes that before the craziness of the last several years of the housing market, these homes were like five, six million. Now some of them go for 10, 15, 20 million dollars. And this athlete had made bids on homes and kept not being able to land them. Like he he would lose in bidding process processes against other individuals. And finally, these people I was at, at dinner with, they knew this guy who had bought a lot in Paradise Valley and put $7 million into the home. This was a guy like a vice president of a company and got a knock on the door one day. I don't know if it was from the actual individual. I don't want to out him but, or his people. And they said, how much do you want for the house? And the guy's like, the house is not for sale. And they, they got talking a little bit. They found out he put seven plus million dollars into it. And they said, how about $15 million for your home? The guy handed him his keys. I don't know if he actually handed him his keys during the conversation, but he immediately sold him the house. There comes to a point where you go, I don't really care how much I have to spend. I want this. And Jerry... If you listen to him talk, and I watched his press conference at the Raider game, which is remarkable. Like you get to just find out from not just the GM, but the owner's perspective, why they made the deal. And he simply said, we love this guy coming out in the draft. We had first round picks. And once I got them on the phone, I didn't want them to hang up. So I essentially made them an offer they couldn't refuse. And John Lynch said this during the 49ers preseason game. We did not expect to get a fourth round pick because no one that follows the NFL that works in the NFL, that the 49ers could have got a fourth round pick for Trey Lance. But sometimes you get a guy like Jerry Jones that's just not going to be outbid just because he likes doing deals. And say this for Jerry Jones, part of being a good deal maker, right? Obviously, there's about like finding value in deals, but also some people, and listen, my girlfriends in real estate, I see all the time these people get cold feet. They're afraid to put their cards in the middle of the table. It gets hot in the kitchen. Sometimes you get burned. Jerry is not afraid. Even because ultimately, and this is where I said I was going to talk out of both sides of my mouth, that if this doesn't work out for the Cowboys, who again, he's their third string quarterback. And based on the way Will Greer looked the other night, I had to Google it. He's 28 years old. So as of recording this, Greer's technically still on the team. I would expect Jerry to cut him. But, you know, Trey Lance, is he better than him right now? But he's definitely not better than, obviously, Dak Prescott or Cooper Rush. So he is going to the same scenario. We'll get into Trey here in a little bit. But Jerry just saw it as an asset, a guy that's under contract for a couple of years and a fourth-round pick. He, he's seen a million drafts. Like, a fourth-round pick can become some star. It also can become a guy you cut during training camp. So a low-value, big swing, but he also bid relative to the rest of the league at a, you know, dramatically more, right? So I, I think you just look at Jerry Jones, who is kind of unique right now, the only owner who's also the GM, watching his press conference and Cowboy fans, he's looking pretty old. You know, I, I wouldn't say Jerry's a spring chicken at this moment, 
but the simple reality is Trey Lance is in the exact same scenario and situation that he was just in. And honestly, it's even different because they have a $40 million quarterback. The Jerry, that Steven, that the entire organization says, we are going to extend. Now, part of why Jerry felt good about this is because he's like, we feel very good about getting Trey right next to Dak Prescott. Well, it's like Trey was right next to Jimmy Garoppolo, who learned from Tom Brady. It's not like from a professional standpoint, from a studying standpoint, from a you know preparation standpoint, he hasn't been around high-level guys. I would say Kyle is definitely viewed as a better offensive coach than Mike McCarthy. So to me, this trade is a much bigger headline and much more fun to talk about because Jerry's kind of wheeling and dealing than the actual substance of it. I mean, we're talking about a third-string quarterback. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level? in 2024. LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team, faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which make it the best place to hire. I know I'm on it all the time, looking for people, checking out what everyone's doing. Hiring should be easy. And that is where LinkedIn comes in. So the fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. To post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. And now from the 49ers perspective, like they swung and they missed. The process was pretty embarrassing. I've said it over and over. To make a trade that early in the process when you don't even know exactly who you're going to pick. And they have talked about this over and over. And a lot of teams do. I understand wanting a guy on a rookie contract that plays quarterback 
whether it's a top 10 pick or whether it's a fifth rounder. It makes building your team much easier than when you have a 40, 45, 50 million dollar quarterback. But you have to find a guy who can play, right? The guy has to be able to function. You have to be able to win with him because just having a rookie contract, there are young players on rookie contracts all over the NFL right now that are second and third string quarterbacks that if you had to play them on good teams, you're going to lose. So just because they're on a cheap contract does not actually mean they're a great asset. So the 49ers were consumed with getting this rookie cost controlled contract. And they realized like the the other half of it is we got to find a guy who is good, right? Or else it's pointless, especially when you factor in the trade in which they made. So all-time bad trade. It's definitely the worst trade in 49er history. It's got a very, very good chance to go down as one of the worst trades, if not the worst trade in NFL history. But whenever I see people going like, and listen, there is a contingent, I call them gutter rats, of like this 49er kind of Trey Lance hive that hates Purdy and Sam Darnold, very weird, that are like, who is going to hold Kyle responsible? You mean for winning 13 games last year? Winning multiple playoff games? Winning the division? Sweeping the division? If the 49ers were not winning, this would be a major problem. But they have won four playoff games the last two seasons. Let me repeat that. Four playoff games the last two seasons. They just won the division. They won 13 games. We all expect them. I don't know. I, even if you're a Niner hater, what's the lowest you would pick? 10, 11 wins? I think they're a 13, 14 win team. If they suck and they win six or seven games, then yes, we need to do some serious evaluations. But the whole point of this sport with free agency, with draft picks, and I love the freaking draft. I love wheeling and dealing. None of it matters if you lose. And just like if you're winning all your mistakes, who gives a shit? Belichick made mistakes all the time during his two-decade run with Tom Brady. You know what happened every single year? They won 12, 13 games. They were in the AFC Championship game, and half the time they were in the Super Bowl. Most of the time they were winning it. So when you make mistakes and you win, whatever, it ain't that big a deal. Do you know when people get fired? When you lose. Right now, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are not losing. And here's another thing. I give anyone respect, and Belichick was always the best at this in sports. Obviously, a lot of people that are really successful in life are very good at this in business of pivoting when something isn't working, regardless how many resources you put into them. You learn this in school. It's called a sunk cost. Once you put a lot of money into something, once you invest a lot of draft picks into something, it's awesome at first, and you're going to spend a lot of your time trying to make it worth it. But once you get to a point where either you don't have the time, it's not working out, you realize you made a mistake, you have to pivot. And most of the time, you're going to take an L. I have a stock called Skills. I've talked about this over the years. I got about 70 Gs into it. If you open my E-Trade account, it shows less than 10 of its actual value. If I needed the money, I would have no choice but to sell it and take a large, large L. Now, in stocks, there's something called uh, you know, tax loss harvesting. You can kind of spread it out. But regardless, it would be easily the biggest L I've ever had financially in terms of an investment. And I, I don't expect it to go up much. I just don't need the money. So I'm going to write it out. Hopefully, it just 
goes up a little bit, but sometimes in life you miss. Whether you're a GM, whether you invested in stocks, whether you are in real estate, I don't give a shit what you do. That's that's part of life, especially successful people that take big swings. Like it's just there, there's nothing you can do to avoid it. Now you can look back on your process, like we've said, it was terrible, but they had to wave the white flag. You cannot have a $9 million third string quarterback. The other thing that Kyle and John both alluded to about why this makes no sense is because the way they run their operation, the third string quarterback does not get any reps during the season. This is no longer training camp where you're just running plays against a bunch of guys. You cut down your roster here in the next several days from 90 to 53. And with the 49ers, I don't know exactly how the Cowboys do it, but Sam Darnold will run the scout team. And they do this twofold. One, they want their starter to get all the reps, kind of the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady mindset. You're the one playing, you're getting all the reps. If you go down, we're in trouble. And to get your backup, way more reps than he would get even if he got 10% of the starter reps in practice. Now, he's not running those plays. He only gets mental reps after training camp, right? But he gets to practice. And if you're with the 49ers against the starting defense, it's why the starting defense last year when Brock Purdy had to come in for Jimmy Garoppolo, they were so high on him. They'd like, we've been practicing against this guy for several months. We think he's really good. And he got to improve against you know, depending on what stats you look at, the number one defense in the league. So the 49ers think Sam Darnold is way better. They don't think Trey Lance is that good. They can say whatever they want, right? They do not want him on the team anymore. And Trey Lance wanted out as well, which I don't totally blame him either because any professional relationship, any personal relationship, when the other person you're involved in with does not like you that much, there's no point to stay. Unless you're like, I guess, in business financially making a lot of money, but that his money, he's going to make whatever he's going to make regardless, right? His contract is set. So why would he stay at a place when he knows the only person that matters with the 49ers is Kyle Shanahan does not like him. And then with the Cowboys, like, I don't really understand the fit for Trey Lance. He's the third string quarterback. And I don't exactly know how they run practice during the, uh, during the season. But it's not like he's going to get that many reps. And the other thing Jerry mentioned was we didn't consult Mike McCarthy on this. Now, he claimed that Mike liked him coming out of the draft, but it's not like Mike was in the in the war room saying, we got to make this trade. And if anything, and Cowboy fans know this, if you watch Mike after the preseason game, he just said Will Greer, he told him to go play his ass off. And then he said it was the best preseason game he's ever seen since 1999. Honestly, if you just watch McCarthy talk, it's like, I don't know if he loves this situation. Now, like Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers, the only guy that you need to love you with the Cowboys is Jerry, who clearly does. But Jerry does not run the practice. So it's I don't know if they're just unlimited reps for Trey Lance to play. If there are no injuries and there would take multiple injuries, Trey Lance is not going to play a snap for the Cowboys either. The Cowboys and the 49ers are the same fucking team. Every game matters. Every play matters. They're trying to win the division. They're trying to win playoff games. They're trying to compete to win the Super Bowl. And as Jerry said, this is a raw product. We're going to coach him up. And this is not about this year. It's about next year. So he just went to a place in Trey. Ultimately, what I think happened is this. There had to be more teams like the Buffalo Bills were a team sniffing around. 
Now, they would never give a fourth round pick in this scenario, but let's just say that they would have won the bidding and they, let's say, would have given a fifth round pick. Well, if Trey Lance can be Josh Allen's backup, you're just one snap away and you get to get way more reps. Look at some of the guys they're rolling out there, the Matt Barkley's of the world. Well, in this scenario, Cooper Rush proved last year that McCarthy's comfortable playing him and the team's comfortable playing around him. So, like, I I don't know. I, I, I don't really see it. And sometimes... Most picks at quarterback are not going to be good players. And when you look at Trey Lance's career, like it's kind of understandable. Didn't play that much in college. Had, didn't get to play much in the pros. Was injured. Got passed really quick by Brock Purdy, who the 49ers freaking love. They freaking love Brock Purdy. And they no longer love Trey Lance. Here's the other problem, though. As long as Trey Lance was on the 49ers, they were going to try to make him as good as possible because of what they had invested into him. So the moment they pivoted, which was last week, no one else, no matter where he went until he proved that he was sweet, was ever going to like him like the 49ers did. Because even Jerry Jones, for as bullish as he sounded, like what this could be and what maybe this turns into, if Trey Lance does not show it for them in practice, which is very hard to do sometimes, they don't care. They don't have much invested, even though they outbidded everyone in the league. Jerry's like, fourth round pick. Who gives a shit? A couple million dollars. Whatever. It's not like, we got Dak Prescott. We're all in on him, and we're all in on the rest of our team. If Trey Lance you know, shows something, cool. If not, we'll just treat him like some other random guy. And now he's in that mix of just kind of random quarterbacks. And no one is ever going to be financially invested until he proves that he's a really good player. And think how difficult... Right now, Trey Lance has to prove around the league that he's just good enough to be a backup. So I think we talked about this last week. You can't script this shit. I know there are a lot of like um, memes going around about how the NFL scripted, but y- you can't you can't make this stuff up. You, you couldn't. If I would have told you a couple years ago that Trey Lance is not going to be on the 49ers anymore, he's going to be the third stringer for the Cowboys. You'd be like, what? Well, how, how does that happen? And that's what happened. So the headline to me, Cowboys trade for Trey Lance is much, much crazier than the actual results of two teams that have played each other two years in a row in the playoffs that neither had any, uh, you know, want to play Trey Lance, not just in the near future, but in the distant future as well. Couple teams that I got major red flags on. I was at dinner. What would that have been? Saturday night. I was having a late dinner. Sat down, had, got a bottle of wine, sat at the bar with my girlfriend, ordered some appetizers and look up. And the Denver Bronco LA Ram game is on. And the Broncos are beating the living piss out of the Rams. End up winning 41 to nothing. And we get home and laying in bed and you know, my, my mind works this way, and I'm just like, I'm pretty sure the Rams did not do very well in this preseason. So I went to my app, and I just looked at all three of their scores. And I did a little addition. They lost their preseason games by a total of 75 points. And then I saw a headline from Sean McVay that said, last night was humbling. A lot of these guys we're playing are backups on our team that are going to be on our 53-man roster. We were not trying to get mollywhopped. I've said this for a long time now. I think the Rams are going to be god-awful. 
Matt Stafford has proven these last couple of weeks, really throughout his career, his durability can, he just gets injured a lot. And last year with the elbow injury, like I, I just do not pencil him as a guy that's going to play 17 games. They are built essentially like an NBA team. They're, go, they're all in on like three guys. They're paying the majority of their money to those three guys. And if two of the three of them go down, it is game over. And last year, literally all three got hurt. This year, Cooper Rush has already been injured. And Stafford, like, I'm just chalking him up to get hurt. Even if Aaron Donald has, like, an MVP-level season, there's only so much you can do. If guys are wide open and dudes are missing tackles, I think the Rams have five wins or less written all over them. And I'm not talking shit about McVay. I think he's a really good coach. The organization did what they had to do to win big, and it paid off. But we often say in a salary cap league with guaranteed money that eventually the credit card statement comes due. It's come and due. Now, big picture, if they're drafting the top couple picks and you can get Drake May or Caleb Williams, it would be well worth it. And I think they are headed there on a straight path. I think a top five pick and the and the Rams are on a collision course. I'm not trying to act like the preseason is like they're just going to lose every game by 40 points. I just think their roster is awful. And I think their top players who went healthy, obviously Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald are elite players, and Stafford has proven to be really, really good, even though two years ago he led the league in interceptions even the year that they won the Super Bowl, and there was a lot of pick sixes. But that team was way better than this one. So I'm telling you, I got a major, major red flag on the Rams. And the other team that Lincoln Riley is a really good coach. And offensively, if I was a star quarterback, there is not a coach in the country I would rather play for than Lincoln Riley because he would guarantee me to win the Heisman and have me an opportunity to be the number one overall pick. And his offense, I mean, a lot of teams now are running elements of his offense in the league, and he's a stud. We put up a lot of points, and I would dominate. But part of college football and winning national championships, one thing that's really proven in the SEC's dominance is you got to play defense. And really, even if you give up some points, you have to have the horses on defense. Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Michigan. Like When you watch them on defense, physically the size of their guys on all three levels, their defensive linemen, their linebackers, and always they have a ton of guys getting drafted in their secondary. Like It it makes sense why they're always really good. Clemson, some of their national championship teams, a ton of dudes on defense, especially the defensive line, drafted, right? Florida State, we think, is going to be really good this year. They're going to have a ton of draft picks on defense. I don't pretend to be Rivals.com here, but I'm watching USC on defense, and all year long, hey, they got a Georgia transfer. They got an Alabama transfer. They got this transfer. The eye test for me, they just look small. San Jose State might be a bowl team, 6-6 six and six or something, scored 28 points against them ran for 150 yards, and they were down the entire game. To me, there's just a lack of physicality when it comes to Lincoln's teams. It was like that at Oklahoma, and now through a year and a game, it looks like that against again for USC. No one argues how good Caleb Williams is. No one argues how good this uh, freshman branch, I mean, the guy looks incredible. The other dude they have, the returner, the wide receiver from Oklahoma last year, the transfer of Caleb, awesome, number four. But they got really good players. On offense, defensively, I can't take them seriously. And it's why they didn't win the Pac-12 last year. Utah shoved them around. 
Well, Utah, I watched them against Penn State, who, if they get some good quarterback play, has a chance to compete to make the playoffs. Penn State has guys on defense everywhere that are going to be drafted. They put Utah last year into a body bag in that Rose Bowl game. So just big picture, even not like, I'm sorry, like I I don't take USC seriously as not just a national title contender. I don't think they're going to win the Pac-12. But just big picture about their transition into the Big Ten, obviously they're not going to embarrass themselves. Their offense, they're always going to be able to compete to win eight, nine games. But they're not winning that conference, not in the near future, until they take defense seriously. And that's Lincoln, right? You have to take that side of the ball. When USC dominated with Pete Carroll, it was all about NFL guys on defense. Even the couple years that they didn't win the national championship, like with Mark Sanchez, their defense was loaded. One year they had like Brian Cushing, Ray Maluga, and Clay Matthews were their starting linebackers. And you just watch them play even when their offense struggled. If they look like an NFL team on defense. And I, I just do not understand why they do not emphasize that side of the ball. They're in the greatest or one of them area codes, areas for recruiting, defensive players everywhere. The state of California, ton of good defensive players. It's why I think Washington or Oregon or even Utah, Utah has some issues right now offensively because their quarterback's injured, but they play defense. So uh, until you play defense, it's always been a downfall of Chip Kelly. They don't even take defense seriously. Whenever you hear NBA players that talked about Mike D'Antoni, the, you know, the seven seconds or less basketball coach, the dude that coach Harden and Chris Paul who always get so close. They say he never even mentions the word defense. He does not care. He, he thinks it's irrelevant. Now, I don't think Lincoln thinks it's irrelevant, but he does not emphasize it. And the best coaches, right, in the country, Harbaugh, former quarterback, defense matters. Saban, I would say he's turned into an offensive guy. Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, Bryce Young. Like, obviously, he really cares about offense. Defense comes first. Kirby Smart, defense. Ryan Day, what's been his downfall these last couple of years? It feels like since Urban falling off the cliff. Say what you want about the Florida documentary. It's very PG. I mean, we're not talking drugs, guns, and, and the hookers. But it is, it's not bad football-wise. In Urban, they had really good players on defense. Their secondary was unreal. Brandon Spikes looks like Ray Lewis. To win in college football, if you're not tackling, if you don't have NFL dudes on defense, I'm sorry, you don't have a snowball's chance in hell to compete for the playoffs, let alone a national championship. It is not happening. So the Rams, I'm out on. USC, they'll win 10 games, but they are not winning the national championship. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. We got some news today. Josh Jacobs kind of did a Saquon Barkley, right, sign equivalent of his franchise tag with some incentives to get it, I think, $11, $12 million. So now we are basically waiting on Nick Bosa and Chris Jones. In both teams, here's what I think happens. With a lot of negotiations, there's a back and forth. I think with these two guys, they're just kind of saying their number. We both want to be the highest paid non-quarterback in the NFL. $110, $115, $120 million guaranteed. We're not in this to negotiate. This is our number. And I think they're looking at it a lot like quarterbacks look at it. There's not much negotiating, right? Like for Joe Burrow, his contract is going to be based on Jalen Hurts and Herbert's contract. It'll be a couple million dollars more, but he, they don't have to go back and forth. Like, well, could we meet you? No, this is the number. Call me when you're ready to sign because we know what the number is. We will sign the piece of paper when the number we're looking for is on it. And most people in the NFL, most players do not have that leverage. Sean Payton was a rare coach that was like, if you want me to come out of retirement, it's going to cost you $18 million a year. And he got a desperate team to give him $90 million. You know, So I, I think these two defensive linemen go, I'm your best player on defense. One team won the Super Bowl last year, and Chris Jones was incredible. The other team could have won the Super Bowl if their quarterback doesn't get hurt, and he was the defensive player of the year. Then I think they're acting like a lot of quarterbacks act. Now, typically, because of the importance of quarterback to just run your operation, those contracts no longer carry over, right? Like if Joe Burrow was holding out this training camp, his contract would already be done. Jalen Hurts, Herbert, like those are pretty seamless deals. It's like wham, bam, thank you, man. This, anytime you're not dealing with a quarterback, teams want to negotiate. Like, hey, it's a business. And I think Nick Bosa and John Lynch has talked about it. Like we haven't really talked to him. And I think it's pretty clear, like, hey, man, I want $120 million. We're not going to go phone tag here. That's my number. Call me when you're ready to put it to a piece of paper and I'll sign it. But until you do, like, I'm not signing it. We're not going back and forth on this. Like, I know what I'm worth. I know you know what I'm worth. And I think Chris Jones is saying that too. The more complicated part about Chris Jones is this is his third contract, right? Anytime in the NFL with a non-quarterback, look at the history of signing players to back-to-back premium deals. It's it's much more missed than hit. So even though I would sign Chris Jones, just like I would sign Nick Bosa to probably basically whatever they wanted, unless it was like 100 you know, $50 million guaranteed. I do understand somewhat of the reservation from the Chiefs. Like, hey, we'll give you a couple year extension, but a lot of wear and tear on you. It's just a little riskier, even though I think Chris Jones, what, 28, 29? It's not like he's 34 years old. But Nick Bosa, the 49ers have no choice. They have to have him in a couple weeks for the Steeler game. Like the deal has to get done. And obviously you can't just sign the deal on Friday and have him play on Sunday. So you got to... They're going to have to try to get this done in the next couple of days. But, uh, but yeah, it's just not an ideal scenario right now when you have two teams. I mean, the Chiefs are now at the point where it's Super Bowl or bust. They're, to me, they're the only team in the league that if they don't win the Super Bowl, it is a letdown. 
right? Like the Eagles, the 49ers, even the Bengals. Like if you get to the Super Bowl, I know actually losing it, like on that given day, it's a letdown. It sucks. I'm not trying to act like you shouldn't be disappointed. But once you get months removed, like every Eagle fan has to admit, the macro version last year's season was incredible, right? It, it sucked the way it ended, but it was still a major, major success. And just like this year, if, the, if they get back to the Super Bowl, it's a very, very successful year. There's one team in the league, and that's the Chiefs. And beside Mahomes, he's, he's probably right there with Kelsey, right? You got one is Mahomes, and then you got like one B and one C. It's like Kelsey and Chris Jones. So if they're in a predicament right now, uh, th- this is this is why it's hard to be a GM. You got to figure this out. Brett Veach and, and John Lynch with their contract negotiators just got to find a way to get this done because unlike Lincoln Riley, uh, defense matters, and, and those two guys are complete ass kickers. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.